What's Shaking Fire Nation? JLD here, and welcome to an audio masterclass. It's going to be awesome because we're going to talk about how to scale your business without those scaling mistakes. So, we're going to grow, we're going to leverage our time and our business, but without making those mistakes. And it's going to be awesome, it's going to be huge. And we are joined today by Michael G., a 36 year old entrepreneur who has scaled his publishing business to over 20. million in gross sales. He's a CEO of BPO USA and Pix Media, as well as the co-founder of a real estate investment company. He loves sharing his scaling strategies with passionate entrepreneurs, just like you, Fire Nation. And we'll be doing just that as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsor. So why do a vast majority of businesses fail within the first five years? If you were to ask me or my friend Billy Jean, we'd both tell you the same thing. It's because they can't figure out how to get more customers. Ditch the fear you have around paid advertising and learn how to finally make it work for you. Billy Jean has a completely free training that will teach you exactly how to use paid ads to get more customers in any niche. Visit watchbillysvideo.com to access his free training today. Watch Billy's Video. So Michael, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Hey, what's up, Fire Nation? Um, You know, one thing about me that's kind of interesting is I was actually on a weight loss TV show when I weighed about when I weighed about 500 pounds. Wow. uh, Now, now I weigh about 205 pounds. So are you allowed to say the name of the show? Yes, it was called um, Extreme Makeover Weight Loss Edition, which was then changed to Extreme Weight Loss, and it aired on ABC. Wow, congratulations. And if you could just share one thing that you think has made the difference for you from going from 500 to 200, what is it? You know, truthfully, it's being focused on the small things and not trying to do everything at once, just doing a lot of small things over and over and over. And what's one thing you do over and over and over that's really helpful? I mean, this is not a real breakthrough, but I go to the gym. You know, that's a big part. (laughs) So Fire Nation, this is not about how to lose weight. This is Entrepreneurs on Fire. We're going to be having an audio masterclass today about how to scale your business without doing those scaling mistakes that we all seem to do over and over again. So I want to start off with an acronym that you have, Michael. I think it's pretty neat because the acronym is MOPS. And how do we use this acronym MOPS to clean up our business? A lot of times I have people come to to me and, and they want to know, you know, how do I grow? How do I scale? How do I sell more? And and what I find is that people are focusing on the wrong things. They really need to be focused on MOPS. And what is MOPS? But it's it's kind of the four big keys that I always focus on as I scale my different companies. So we have the M stands for marketing. And the O is operations. The P is your product or service fulfillment. And the S is sales, which is part of it. Now, people always ask me, Okay, well, you know, how do you define marketing versus sales? Some people don't quite follow that. And the big thing that I say is marketing gets the attention, sales gets the money, you know? Um, And so the thing is, you have these four different components. And there's also a big F that I sometimes write over the word at the end, but that F stands for finance. 
And that's a big piece too that people don't don't ever really talk about. But the MOPS part is so important because each of those four pieces are tied together. So you can't just do one without the other. If you crank up marketing, then you're going to have to have better operations. That means you're going to have to have better customer service. You may have to hire some more people. Um, if you crank up the sales team, right, but you don't have enough ads out there to, to, to feed them or feed whatever your sales cycle is, you're going to continually run into problems. So those are kind of the four pieces that that are just core to being able to scale any company. That was marketing, operations. What was the P? The third is P, which is your product or your service. So that includes also not only what do you sell, but how do you fulfill on what you sell? A lot of times companies sell way too fast and they don't have the proper product in place or there's if it's a software, it's buggy, right? So you've got to make sure that your product is on point, be it if it's information, if it's software, if it's even if it's a physical good. If you have product problems, that's going to lead to refunds, chargebacks, complaints, pro, you know, all those kind of things, which which in the end is a big problem when, when you scale because you've got to make sure that you're plugging every possible hole where anything could break Got it. So then it's marketing, operations, product, and sales. Mops. Mops, Fire Nation. So there's three big needs that most businesses need if they're going to scale. But the reality is if they're not solving at least one of these three, they're never going to scale to the level that they could be. So kind of go through these three big needs that we as businesses need. And again, to have at least one if we're going to scale. Yeah. So this is something that I actually hate teaching because it makes me sound like an awful person. So I'll begin by saying that Um, this is not like core beliefs that I hold about myself or about things, but it's something that I've seen. So what I'm talking about here is what we sell and the ability to be able to really, really scale products. And this is more specifically, especially for informational products or things that you'll see um, highly, highly advertised. Um, there, there are three things, and I say this sort of tongue in cheek, but also there's a there's a strong there's a strong uh, reality to this. If you have a product that you that you want to to scale big, it's it's got to meet kind of one of these three things: greed, lust, vanity greed, lust, vanity. And I know that sounds so kind of sad, right? Because we're always talking about enlightenment and spiritual development. And, and these are things that, that, I, that, that I'm into. But just over time, when you look and you break down things that a lot of people buy a lot of, they tend to fall into one of those three. So anything that has to do with earning more income, m- earning, you know, anything cash wise, right? It's, it's all at the end of the day, we can talk about supporting your tribe and, and I'm going to teach you how to start a membership site, or I'm going to teach you how to blog or do e-commerce or to teach you to be a coach, be a consultant, all those things. If you, if you get to the root, it's a way for people to what make money, 
which is backed by greed. So I, I, I say the term greed not to mean that you that you need that type of attitude, but just as a way to so it, so, so, so it sticks in your head. So all these things at the end of the day, when we break it down to like the core, that's one, greed. And then lust. So this is one way of talking about dating. And, you know, obviously there's a huge industry online built around just the sexual side. I'm, and I'm not even trying to talk about that. But there's the idea that we have this this innate desire to to partner and procreate. Right. So a lot of times you'll see these really, really big programs dating advice, get your girlfriend back, get your boyfriend back, learn, um, you know, dating secrets, how to approach people of the um, opposite gender, right? All those things, they're all tied in ultimately in a very crude sounding way, lust. Then we jump to vanity. And when you look at vanity and you look at the things that people are buying and you'll see this all the time, when you look at display ads, you'll always see things like teeth whitening, um, how to get more firm abs, anything to do with weight loss, right? All those kind of things. They're, they're, they're all tied in to the idea that we want to look better, anti-aging, wrinkle creams, right? These are the things that usually people scale very, very big. What I find is there's people that, that often will come to me because they want to scale their uh, concept, but you can only scale certain things so big. So if you're serving like a very, very certain audience, then I would tell you just, you know, own that audience. You don't have to necessarily change what you're selling to, to, to appeal to more people. Um, for example, if you're selling, like if, if you're, if your thing is you help companies grow from 1 million to 10 million, the reality is there's not a ton, ton of those companies. There's a good chunk, but there's not as there's not as much. There's a lot more people that are getting started who want to learn to make their first buck than there are those that are at one million. So there's a difference of strategy there with what you teach, what you sell, how you t- you you help people scale. That's that's a big piece. So those are the three things that I look for in a in a in a type of product that I really want to scale big. And again, I'll stress that it's not what I necessarily want. It's just a reflection of what I've seen as I've been out here for 12 years doing this, uh, these kind of things. Greed, lust, vanity. I mean, the reality is Fire Nation, if you're in the health and wellness field, I mean, that's that's the vanity right there. You know, people want to look better. They want to feel better. You know, they want to exude confidence. You know, they want those things. And then with it comes to greed. I mean, that's kind of a harsh word and that's kind of got a lot of negativity around it, understandably so. You know, I could, I could maybe argue a little bit here is if, you know, you are looking to generate revenue around what you're doing so you can keep living that lifestyle that you want, then are you being greedy? Well, no, you're maybe being more realistic, but I know what Michael is really talking about is if you're looking to scale, if you're looking to get to 1 million, 10 million, you know, a hundred million dollars in revenue, you're looking to scale, 
these are the three things that you really need to be focusing on. But if you're looking to, you know, create a lifestyle business where you're making 85000 a year and you live in northern Michigan on a lake and that's fine, like you can do the things that doesn't necessarily revolve around greed, lust, and vanity. So it just is a decision that you're going to make and, and how far do you want to take it? I mean, how far do you want to go down that road? And again, what Michael's talking about is about the scaling to the big, massive level. And as you know, Michael, there is a secret to successful scaling. And I know that it's actually hidden within that word scale. So why don't you break that down for us? Yeah, this is a big one for me that I realized one day as I was sitting there thinking about the word scale, you know, um, when you want to scale something that basically means you want to make it bigger, right? You want to do more of that. And the word scale though means kind of two different things. Um, there's, there's that word scale as far as we want to scale it up, but then there's also the word scale in reference to balance in reference to like the scales of justice, right? You can picture (laughs) up and down, right? Well, the reality is the real secret to scaling and to doing things at, at scale is to make sure that you're, that you keep things even and you keep the scale balanced as you move up. So kind of like I referenced earlier with the, uh, mops talk, right? You've got to look at each piece of your company and, and ask yourself, you know, if I scale my ad spend, okay, am I going to make sure I have enough support people to, to be there for those say front end customers? If I scale the sales team, am I going to have enough, um, leads to, for those salespeople to speak with. And I know it sounds like common sense, but when you really break it down, if you just look at each piece and you make sure that, that you don't push one up without the other at the same time, and you're keeping this, the, the scale balanced as, as you go up. Um, that's just a very, very simple, easy way to think about scaling. Cause when you say the word scaling, especially if you read like the really professional, like, Harvard type books, you know, it can get to be this very, very complex thing where they're talking about formulas and make sure you know, like, you know, you it'll, it'll sound like make sure your, your GDP is attached to your RCQ. And, you know, by the time you're done, you're like, what in the world did I just read? But what I found is if you just break it down and you look at those, at, at those four pieces, marketing, operations, product, sales, and, and, and you continue to, to balance them and bring them all up at the exact same time in proportion to each other. That's where you'll make out. And, and we've had issues in the past where where sales went up, but our our operations side, which includes customer service, wasn't up to you know speed yet. We were behind on hiring. So that's part of it, too, is and sometimes you've got to hire before the need is realized. And, and that takes, you know. It takes kind of like, you know, being able to look into the future, but it also takes some confidence and a little bit of uh, guts because it's always a little bit scary to start paying people salary before you even know that they're going to be started, right? So Fire Nation, MOPS, Marketing Operations Product Sales. That's how you clean up in business. And if you're looking to scale, if you're really looking to scale to that nth degree, is your business solving one of these three big needs, greed, lust, vanity? And then, of course, we just talked about the secret 
to successful scaling, it's not just scaling up, but it's are you scaling up evenly across all levers? Otherwise, if you have this unevenness, this not equal distribution, you might be getting to some trouble. So you gave us one um, kind of vague example, Michael. Dive into a real specific example that either you or maybe even better off, one of your clients that you've worked with or a business that you've seen has really scaled, but unequally, unevenly, so that they really found themselves in a bad situation because they weren't scaling equally across all levers. Yeah. So I'll jump into my own stuff because I I always like to kind of talk about what I do. I I don't probably don't want, I don't like to talk bad about my, you know, people that I've consulted with. It's not really talking bad about them. It's more just, you know, seeing the mistakes they made and how they learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. No. Um, so for in me right now with my, with my current company, so we sell, um, and e-commerce products. So we teach people how to start their own e-commerce stores, how to get traffic and grow them. And one of the big things that we did is we had a really very, very good front-end offer that got in a ton of people extremely fast. And pretty. And our back-end on that is, is we actually will, will build a, uh, a store for our people. So they'll c- come in, we'll, we'll teach them how to build their own store. But then we say, Hey, if, if you'd like, we'll build the store for you. We didn't really know how it was going to convert, but we did have a very, very good front end offer. And I was like, you know, what? let's go ahead and just kind of crank it up. We've got two or three people that can build the store. So we should, we should be, you know, that should be fine. Well, after about one month, we, cause it, takes for our sales cycle it, it takes about 30 days before we start seeing sales and what what we found was our 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 store sales just went way 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 up like way more than we had ever thought it would be so we were getting to the point where we were we actually sold about 300 of these in one month and instantly we had this major major backlog of people that were owed stores and we had about a two week promise to build stores out for four people. That was kind of what we had, we had set in the sale. And I quickly realized like there's no way possible we're going to be able to hit this two week time frame with only, uh, you know, two or three people. So then we had to go out and fast as, as we possibly could hire almost 10 more people that we added onto the store development team. And as you might know, when you're trying to hire people fast, it's like it's sometimes hard to find the best people because you're just like trying to be speedy. So we were adding people and some would stick and some would fall away and some would stick. And meanwhile, because our offer had caught so much traction, it was extremely hard to to like turn it off or, you know, get it kind of brought down some. So we were continuing to add people, add people, add people um, on the front end. So it, it definitely felt a lot like you know, building an airplane while you're trying to take off, (laughs) Um, you know, that's kind of the best way to say it. And it took us about 60 days to really get everything streamlined where we had enough people to build stores. We had, we had brought in some more salespeople. We had brought in some more traffic people on that side because we recruit a lot of uh, affiliates and we finally took us about, say about two months 
and we got things uh, uh, streamlined. So, so the, the, and under that ex, um, example, where we were off was a little bit on the product side. So it, it's a service and it's a technology product. And we unfortunately weren't at the time we weren't you know able to build the stores as fast as as we had set the expectations, and then that led to a few refunds, a few upset people, which we were able to talk to them and get them you know back on track. But it was just a it was definitely something that I learned like we should have already had at least five to you know ten people from the start. And then we wouldn't have faced that. But again, as you're scaling, like I don't want to make it sound like you like you'll be able to solve everything. There will be problems. The good news is, problems when they arrive are very loud, and <laughs> you'll see them instantly, <laughs> and um, you'll know. Okay, I got I, I've got to go fix that. So, it's it's not like unless you're sitting on a ton of cash, where you can afford to build your team and wait. Um, there's not going to be a way to avoid some of this stuff. You're it's going to happen, Fire Nation. It's just something you can't avoid because even for you, I'm sure this is going through your head, Michael. You're like, I'm hiring all these people right now. What if the demand dries up? Like, what if all of a sudden yes. I have 10, 15 people who are ready to work and, you know, this big push, this big launch happened, but then, you know, it turned into a trickle, which often happens with launches and big promotions, et cetera. So it's never going to be this perfect scenario, Fire Nation. You're always going to have to be adjusting and trying to scale you know, which is even out those scales and always adjust the levers. That's the world that we accepted as entrepreneurs. That's just the reality. And Michael's been dropping value bombs, Fire Nation. And I got to tell you, some more coming up after we thank our sponsors. Specifically, I'm going to put him to the test with a recent product of mine. So stick around for that. We'll be right back. All right, Fire Nation. So I have Billy Jean on the mic for this incredible sponsorship read. And Billy, I think you have a question for me. You've interviewed thousands of entrepreneurs, some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world, most influential entrepreneurs in the world. But on the flip side of that, what's the stat? Like 90, 95% of businesses fail within the five, first five years. Yeah. And my question to you is why? What is that one thing that literally 95 out of 100 people are not understanding? Billy, they don't keep generating revenue. They don't keep bringing in customers and clients and they can't keep the lights on, period. It breaks my heart. And the, you know what it is, is I think too many businesses that literally believe that waiting on referrals is a way to run a consistent, predictable and stable business and it's virtually costing everybody everything. Literally, people take pride in the fact that they don't advertise. Like, oh, my whole business is organic and referrals. I would never pay for advertisements. And it's the most ignorant and arrogant standpoint that I see people take that's killing them. And so right now we have these tools available in 2018, 19, where Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, you can get in front of your ideal customer for one cent, three cents for a view. And people are afraid to take advantage of those opportunities because they don't understand one thing, how to get an ROI on their ads. There's no shortage of customers. There's just a short of, of businesses who understand how to turn clicks into customers. And that's what I want to teach them, John. Yes. Stop going out of business. 
There's no reason. Like right now, if the only thing that's stopping you from growing your business is just getting more customers who can actually afford your services that you like working with, then you got to show up to my training. Like I, I literally made a video, John, that outlines exactly how to use paid advertisements to get customers for any business in any niche. I don't care if you do product sales, physical products. I don't care if it's B2B. I don't care if it's B2C. Whatever your excuse is, I'm telling you, you are one solid advertisement away from having predictable sales in your business and being able to truly scale and not fail. I want to watch the video right now. You know what it's called? watchbilliesvideo.com <laughs> watchbilliesvideo.com fire nation you heard it from billy jean the genius himself watchbilliesvideo.com wait john here's the best part it's freaking free and it's free <laughs> no, like, there's nothing just literally i'll send it to you like just i'll text it to you I'll email it to you whatever the heck just go there and watch the video and just tell me it's not helpful love it watchbilliesvideo.com so Michael, we're back and there are five persuasion points that make people buy. Let's go through those. What are those five persuasion points? All right. Well, at the point of sounding super cheesy, I'll bust out my second acronym here <laughs> because I, I am sort of the acronym king. It's, it's just what my, my brain just naturally thinks of, of acronyms. And what this one is, these are the five things that I look for um, that I use to sell products, but that I also look for in products, and I call them persuasion points. And the acronym is FEELS. So if you want to give your prospect the FEELS and um, get them to want to buy from you, these are the things that people want. So the more that you can make your product fit in, into this or the way you advertise your product to fit into at least one of these five, this is what pe people want. They want something that can be fast. It doesn't mean it has to be fast. It just, it just means faster than without it, right? Um, easy. Same thing. It doesn't have to be easy, but it can be easier than without the product, right? And then so you have, you have fast, easy. They want to know that they're going to learn or get experience or get help from an expert. So F-E-E. -E. Then the L is lifestyle. So how is their lifestyle going to change? And this is where I see people make the mistake that they think, oh, it has to do with, you know, you're going to drop weight or you're going to look better or you're going to, you know, whatever. But, but that's truly just like kind of like benefits. I'm talking about the benefits of the benefits. So lifestyle change. And then finally, that the, the S is system. So people want to know that there's a process they can follow. And this applies to just about anything that you sell. Um, if you're selling weight loss stuff, you know people want to know they can that they can drop the weight fast. That it'll, it'll be easy because because you're an expert and you know what you're up to, and they're gonna finally get to wear that black dress again that they haven't worn since they were in, you know. 21, right? Or whatever. And they want to know that there's a proven system they can follow. They want to be told, you know, at 9 a.m., eat this. At 12 o'clock, eat this. At 2 o'clock, do this, right? They want to know there's just a process. Follow the process, the system. Those five things legitimately have changed my life. They've been worth to, to me millions because I just use them again and again and again. And the real cool part is I look for products that solve those problems, that do those things. So it's a big part of, of how I choose what I sell. So if, if the product doesn't 
it, you know, hit those points, I kind of know, hey, it's probably not going to sell because that's what, what people want. Like, I mean, if you think about even going back to easy, every single time there is like a development of a new product, or just about any type of, of thing, it's always about making your you know, life easier, right? I mean, think about the whole robot thing, the whole AI thing. It's all about making life easier. Why should we have to drive our own cars? Why should we have to mow our own yards? Why should we have to vacuum our own house, right? Like everything is like, is there a way to make this easier where we don't do anything? Because that's what people at the end of the day want. They want things to be faster. They want it to be easier. They want to know that who they work with or who they learn from knows what they're talking about. And the lifestyle change, of course, that's what they want. And they, and they want a process or a system. So that's that's my feels. <laughs> oh, I love the acronyms. I'm a big acronym guy myself. Fire Nation knows my favorite acronym is FOCUS. Follow one course until success. So I love your mops. I love your feels. And I kind of want to put you on the spot here, like I promised before the sponsorship break. And um, maybe have you break down my most recent product launch that I've done and maybe kind of tell me how you think it might fit, um, you know, one, two, three, four, or, or all five of these, and maybe give me some ideas and some ways that I could use, you know, the right persuasion points um, to make people really get excited and fired up about this. And Fire Nation, as you're listening, actually, this is a live product, so uh, you can definitely see um, what changes I might have made between when I'm interviewing Michael and when I've actually implemented it um, when you're hearing this a couple weeks down the road here. But Michael, this product that I've created, number one, it's free because I really want to get as many people into it as possible. I just really want it to to impact and to help my audience, Fire Nation, who are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, small business owners, people that are just struggling right at the very beginning point, you know, the just getting started point. So as you mentioned earlier, you know, this isn't for the people that are going from one to $10 million. This is for the people that are just looking to get started. And I realized that what my audience's biggest struggle is, is the idea, singular. Like they have a lot of ideas. We all have a lot of ideas, most of us before breakfast, but what's that one big idea? So over the course of many months and some strategizing, we've created what I think is an incredible system. And that's exactly what it is. It is a system. I refer to it as a system. And the name of the course is Three Hours to Your Big idea. Three hours to your big idea. And the promise of the course, Michael, is that you will be able to sit down and three hours later, after following this step-by-step system, you will have your big idea. I will take all of those ideas floating in your mind and I will give you at the end of the system your big idea. So talk to me. What are your thoughts on that? What are some things that maybe we can improve upon? Let's go. Firstly, I, I mean the price point is pretty awesome. You can't, you can't, you can't really beat that. So that's good. Um, I, I think secondly, you you've got your audience down. You know who they are. You and you know what they um, need. One of the biggest things that I have always seen that I that I kind of personally it, it makes me mad, but I've learned to accept it is most people. You know, they don't they don't want what they um, need. Right? They want what they uh, want. And so sometimes we have to kind of 
modify the way we present things to be more angled towards what people actually want. Right. Like when Henry Ford said, like, if I gave people what they wanted, they would have a faster horse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly true. So I would say, um, and again, you may already do this. I, I, I've not seen your actual sales page, but I would definitely, t- I would definitely beef up the problem of the big idea. And the, the, and the truth is one good idea is, can be worth billions, right? I mean, there's, there's so much value there. So, you know, going back to, um, the, the feels side, you have it great with the three hours. I would even, I would even test making that sound even shorter, you know, 180 minutes from now, you could have a big idea that could be worth X amount, right? Whatever. You got to be careful with what you promise people, but you know, 180 minutes to the best idea you've ever had in your, in your, in your business life. Some of the things that jumped out at me, you know, the system part, again, that's such a key. And, and I would stress how, you know, what it's meant for you, because obviously in your job, you know, you're presented with opportunities probably every second, right? You probably get 10 emails a day from people going, I got this idea. I have this idea. Oh, yeah. Hey, you should try this. And so you've had just through sheer willpower had to figure out how to vet ideas. And I think that a big part of your core audience, they like you brought up, they've got all these concepts, they have ideas and they want to know, you know, what's the right one. So imagine if in 180 minutes from right now, you could for sure, without a doubt, know exactly the idea that you should hold on to and that you should run with. You've got the system. And then I would stress more as as well as how is that going to change their life? You know, it's going to take them from being a, a guy who thinks he might know something and might have an idea to a guy that has the confidence to pursue that idea with wild abandon, right? This is, this, this is your time to shine because so many times people get stuck in this place where they don't know how to start or they don't know if, if, if they're, if they're spending it, their, their time on the right stuff. So that's one area too. This is going to save so much time for people. How much time do you waste trying to launch something you should have never done anyway, right? So there's a huge, huge factor there of really focusing on the problem side and saying, look, you're going to be able to save so much time and I'm going to show you the fast and easy way to find the idea, the big idea that works for for you. And again, because you are the expert and you deal with it all the time, you know, that's, uh, again, where I think you can, you know, do some big uh, stuff there. And, and I, again, I love the three-hour thing, three hours to your big idea. Let me ask one question. Yeah. What, how, how do you differentiate an idea from a big idea? Yeah, I think that is a good question. You know, I would say that one thing that I really do within this three-hour system is I have people kind of really flesh out the pros and the cons of each one of their ideas. And so, so because a lot of people, when they have these ideas, they're just thinking about the pros and what's good about it. They don't oftentimes think about the cons. So for me, that exercise that I have within the system really starts to pinpoint, okay, like, listen, I know that this seemed like a really good idea, but now when I'm listing out the cons to it, this is really making me see that, you know, it's going to cost a lot of money or I'm going to have to build a big team or it's going to require funding or all these different things. And then you start to say, okay, 
maybe this isn't like a really big idea, you know, for me. Maybe this is just an idea that, you know, would really take me on a path I don't want to go. So that's kind of how one way that I distinguish it by really having people write out those pros, but even more importantly, write out those cons. Because a lot of times, again, we just don't think about the cons. Yeah, that's, that's great, man. That, that's very good stuff. And, and I think that ultimately, when you're tying it into the the bigger bigger picture, you've got the whole concept of, you know, let's make sure that this idea makes income, right? This idea to income angle. <laughs> Michael, you might as well have worked on this course with me because, <clears throat> you know, this course is free, this three hours to your big idea. And then what happens is at the end of the three hours, the whole, the whole point is saying, hey, now you have your big idea. Let's turn your big idea into real revenue. And then that's the name of the course, real revenue. That's that nice. next step. So yeah. now you're taking your big idea. Boom, you got that in three hours. Now I've taken, and I show them, you know, I've taken four big ideas, my podcast, my podcasting community, my journals, key affiliate relationships. And I've taken each one of those individual big ideas and turned them into million dollar results individually four of them. So I want to show you how I took my big ideas and turned them into real revenue. That's that next step. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I was going to suggest a good upsell, but you already got it. <laughs> Again, been working on this for a while. You came up with it in a second, which I'm pretty jealous of. Took me a couple months to get there. Um, but Fire Nation, all I can say is like, this is the process, the feels. I love it. And honestly, like as you were going through those, I was like, Yes, 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 yes. I've, I hit every single one of those. But Fire Nation, it took me <laughs> a little while to get there. If I had had this acronym, I would have been able to start off with that base. So you have this base, Fire Nation. It's so amazing. So before we move on, Michael, anything you want to add or anything you want to point out in that area? No, I think that's it, man. I, I think that's going to be a good thing for you. And I can't wait to see how well you do with it. I would test the 180. Because it sounds like, hey, that's not that bad. Three, I mean, three, three hours is good too, but it could, you know. I'm definitely going to do that. I'm going to say, hey, listen, Fire Nation, I'm going to do a survey. I'm going to get it out to you. I'm going to say, what sounds more like something that you would want to just jump into right now? Because it is that fast part of it. Does 180 minutes to your big idea or three hours to your big idea? So by the way, if you're listening to this and you missed the survey that I already sent out because I've already now done this um, after talking with Michael, um, just shoot me an email, john at eofire.com. Let me know your thoughts. You might still um, have an impact on that, which would be pretty cool stuff. So um, I guess the last thing I'll leave you with, Fire Nation, is if you're like, well, that's pretty cool. Well, it is. So just visit yourbigidea.io. You can sign up for that course for free. So Michael, where I really want to go next is the three questions that we have to be able to answer about our business for anybody who asks. What are those three questions? Yeah, the three big ones that, that I always ask people are, what do you do? Why do you do it? And who do you serve? You know, so it's it's a, a what, why, and a who. And I'm sure that this is done by quite a few people, but I put a small little spin on it because I, I think about, you know, what do you do? A lot of times people will say, oh, well, I, you know, make a podcast course, you know, or whatever. But in reality, you're truly doing a lot more than that. You're offering people a chance to create the life of their dreams, right? If their dream is to be a podcaster, you're truly creating their, you know, a chance for them to achieve something that they couldn't do without you. 
possibly, right? So you, you've got to think about that in a in a bigger way than just what is the because I think we get focused so much on what is the the thing that we do, right? But the thing that we do is really just a means to to an end. And what is the end? So it's that end that I want people to really focus on first and foremost. And then there's the why, right? I mean, at the end of the day, most people get started why they do what they do is because they want to make some extra income, right? But over time, if you solve that problem, you'll start finding, and some people are from the start a lot more altruistic, but you'll find that why you do something begins to change the more and more success that you have. And so you, you've got to really dive in as to as to like, why are you doing this thing? Like, why is it so important to you? You know, what is it that what do you get back from what you give? That's kind of the that's how that's one way of thinking about why is what do you get back? And then finally, who do you serve? You know, this this answer. So you would think is, is so easy because you'd say, oh, I serve my customers and I give them what they want. Right. But in reality, you actually, you know, serve a lot of different people. You do serve customers. You also need to serve your employees. You may have to serve stakeholders like investors and other people like that. You also have to serve yourself. Right. Because if you're doing something that's burning you out, you know, at the end of the day, how long can you keep that up? You also have to serve your family. Right. There's there's all these pieces that 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 you that you've got to serve. So you want to begin to look at your business and think, okay, what are the ways that I can that I can help all of these different areas? You know, how can I serve more than just, you know, and I know it sounds bad because obviously your customers, you've got to serve them first. But it's the same thing as the whole like airplane oxygen thing, right? right. If, if you don't serve yourself or your family and you're having all these problems at home, odds are you're going to have a lot of problems in your company. And if your employees feel like they're mistreated and they're, they're going to quit, there's always going to be problems. So, so, you, so it's, it's truly a an approach where you take into account all the different things. Because I think the biggest like uh, lie that there is in business is the customer is always right. You know, we get <laughs> like that's one of the things that people say, but a lot of times they don't. And it's not even it's not that they're wrong per se, but it's that they just don't even know. Right. They don't even know what's going on behind the scenes. They just kind of see the little piece that they see. So you've got to, to, to take a, a well-rounded approach to how you do all those things. And you got to set your business up to serve you, too, not just the customers. Fire Nation, I hope you've been taking some notes. Obviously, our show notes page is going to have every part of this written down uh, in many different ways. But let's just go through it one more time. We have MOPS, Marketing, Operations, Product, Sales. Um, the three big needs, greed, lust, vanity. Um, we went through feels, which is fast, easy, expert, lifestyle, and system. And Michael gave me some really cool feedback. So thank you for that, Michael, on what I'm going through right now with my current product launch. Um, and then the three questions that you must be able to answer about your business, which is what do you do, why do you do it, and who do you serve, and, and really go deep on those things. And Michael, let's kind of wrap this up with a bow. Like, Let's give Fire Nation a parting piece of guidance, uh, then share the best way that we can connect with you and any goodies you might have for us, and then we'll say goodbye. 
Yeah, sure. You know, a thing that I always say is a quote that I came up with, and I always feel weird when I quote myself. <laughs> this sounds very self-serving, but it's just so good that I don't even feel like I came up with this quote. Like it just like popped in my head, and I always say this, and this is true for for any time. Life rewards those who take action, not those who take notes. You know, it's it's such an important key, and it's it's been a, it's been a huge factor in the success that I've achieved. Is I find out about something, and I take massive action. I do write things down, so I do take notes too. But the thing is, if you don't if you don't apply what you what you what you um, write down, or what you hear at events, or you hear on podcasts, then you're not really doing anything. You're just kind of giving, you might be getting somewhat smarter, but you've got to take massive action, right? I mean, that's, that's the big key. I think too many people, they, instead of going for massive, they settle for passive, right? And then they end up just not doing anything. So that's a big, big thing for, for me. So if you heard anything on this podcast or any others, like get out there and do it. And you're going to learn so much more by doing something, especially if you screw up, you should be thankful if you screw it up because you're going to learn so much more <laughs> and you be like, well, this is, a, this is great. Like, you know, there's no better way to learn than getting out there and breaking stuff, you know? Yeah, and one thing, Michael, before you kind of finish off there, I want us to say, Fire Nation, this is very similar to something that I've been stressing for a long time as well, which is so many people are just in pure consumption mode. You know, you're just listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, reading books, you know, going to conferences, sitting in the audience, consuming, consuming, consuming. That's a really important part of your life. You need to be doing those things. But there has to be a production mode on the other side. Just like you're consuming, you need to be producing. So when I first started, I was consuming at 95% and only producing 5% because I didn't have anything to produce. I didn't know what I was doing. But over the last six years, those scales, you know, here we're bringing the scale equation back, those scales have been shifting to where now I produce 90% and I consume 10%. And I'll never drop below 10% because I always want to be learning. You, Fire Nation, should always be learning, always be consuming, always be using your drives and your runs for podcast listening, whatever it might be. You should be doing these things to learn, to stay cutting edge. To I mean, we wouldn't be able to have these great acronyms from Michael without it, but you need to be producing. You need to be taking action. So Michael, back to you. Take us home. Well, um, a thing that I like to do when I'm ever on these type of uh, podcasts, I, I wrote a book. It's not a very big book. It's kind of a short one, but um, the book is called How to Obliterate the Blank Page. So if you've ever had to sell something or convince someone to do something and you have to write either a VSL, a video sales piece, or an, an opt-in page or anything where you've got to get people to take an action, you always start that by staring off at a blank page and it can be very, very scary for some people. So I wrote this book and it just goes over the core kind of pieces that I teach for people to be able to, from scratch, start and write a converting piece of sales copy. And that's how I got my start back in the old days. I wrote, I was a copy writer. So that's a book that I, that I give away free on, on my site. It's onlyonemike.com slash fire. Onlyonemike.com slash fire. You can get the book absolutely free. And when you sign up there to get the book, I also send people my super six template which is my own little custom thing that I created on, on how I get stuff done every single day. It's, a, it's, it's all free. 
Um, there's really I don't really sell anything, so uh, it's just all there for consumption and, like you said, to get people to actually go into a production. That's that's awesome. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with MG and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And if you head over to eofire.com and just type Michael in the search bar, this show notes page will pop up with all of the links to everything we've been talking about, the resources, the timestamps of when we said what we said. You can just click on it. It will pop right to that place. So if you want to go back and hear him talking um, about feels or mops, you can just click on that link. It'll take you right there. And of course, check out his book, How to Obliterate the Page, because you will do just that. And that's by going to onlyonemike.com slash fire. Get that book and the super six templates and it's all free. So make that happen, Fire Nation. While you're there, drop Mike a little thank you note for just providing so much free, awesome value. And Mike, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Michael today. And are you ready to rock your podcast? Well, check out our free podcasting course where I teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast at freepodcastcourse.com. And I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, what if I told you that you are one solid ad away from having predictable sales in your business and being able to truly scale? You probably ask me how to create that ad. Well, my friend Billy Jean put together a completely free training where he does just that. Learn Billy's proven and repeatable three-step process to generate leads and sales for any product or service. The only thing stopping entrepreneurs from using the same strategy is knowing it exists and learning how the heck to make it work. Visit watchbillysvideo.com to access his free training today. Watchbillysvideo.com.